Hello friends and welcome back to Freelance Diaries, the podcast where I share with you my weekly diary entry about my life as a graphic designer here in Lisbon. Here we talk all about design, the ups and downs of starting your own business and some personal thoughts and feelings. This podcast comes out every Sunday, so if you don't want to miss any episodes, feel free to follow me here on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts. Hello guys and welcome back to Freelance Diaries, the art of creative living. I'm your host Nicole and I'm so happy that you tuned in today. Um, yeah, I, th I feel like I have a lot um, to talk about today, so that's always nice. <laughs> and I'm gonna jump right in. So let's start with something a little bit on the personal side. Um, I finally joined a gym here and I'm so excited to get back into a routine. Um, it's just so beneficial to my mental health and I immediately feel so much healthier, stronger and more confident overall. So um, I'm so happy that I have or that I'm building my routine now and building this routine that I really, really love and um, that I had back in Germany as well um, and I know that I felt so so good like um, working out in, in Germany as well and so yeah I'm just really really happy that I'm now in a, in a good routine and that I found my favorite way to work out. I also um, went to Amplify, I posted that on Instagram as well um, but to be honest it's really expensive for what it is in my opinion it's super fancy and all the lockers are so fancy they have like Dyson um, products there and like everything is like really really fancy <laughs> but I always enjoy more to just work out um, in my pace and although the workouts there are actually really great I had my last one um, this week and because I had like a trial thing where you could Yeah, save some money and then try it out three times and I did that and it's it's really nice um, but I do like more the weightlifting um, part of the, the of the workout and like focusing more on like specific areas and then do the endurance part um, separately like on the treadmill or whatever I fancy also sometimes I like the assault bikes or rowing um, but yeah that always depends on my mood so um, I just really really like to just choose whatever I want to do and um, I also just really love like the weightlifting like focusing more on weightlifting in general um, and I can really recommend an app for that and this is not um, an advertisement <laughs> although I wish it was <laughs> but um, I've been using um, this app called Evolve You since 2021 um, or I had like a little break in between um, and in 2021 was it when I started like really focusing on weightlifting again and um, getting into a routine and really getting into the gym like four or five times a week. Like I don't recommend doing that from the start, like just do whatever feels right to you. But um, for me, it really felt like really, really good. And I saw the most, um, like the most results or the best results I've ever seen, ever. So I always thought okay no I have this certain body type and you know this is what it is now and I have to live with it but then following this program actually helped me so much and it's just like a really cool way to get introduced to more weightlifting yeah it's just in general just a really really good app so 
If you are ever looking for a good app like for the gym specifically and also for weightlifting specifically, then this is your app. I can really recommend it. Also, I didn't want to wait until January the 1st to just join the gym because that's when everybody's going and it's gonna be so full. I'm already dreading it. Um, but I'll, yeah, I'm happy for everybody who wants to, who, who goes to the gym, you know, don't get me wrong. But I think a lot of people understand that just like a packed gym is just not ideal. <laughs> it's just not, not nice. So I'm trying to like build a habit of getting up um, very early in the morning. So tomorrow. Um, or not tomorrow, on Monday, I want to try to get up at 6, to be at the gym at 6.30. So wish me luck. <laughs> Let's see um, how that goes. Um, last Monday, I was on a spontaneous trip on the other side of uh, Lisbon. That was so cool. So I started my day with the morning walk, as I do now, usually. And um, I went to this really, really nice coffee shop. It's called Hello Christoph. Um, and it has incredible coffee, incredible pan au chocolat. It's like the same as um, the ones that we had in the coffee shop where I worked for a long time. And those are just the best. So I treated myself to a little coffee and croissant and um, have finished my audiobook. And it was just like a lovely morning. And then I decided to take the ferry. <laughs> and Or like this little, it's not a ferry, is it? How do you call it? It's like a little taxi boat, basically, that um, brings you to the other side of Lisbon. And I've never been there before. And there's also, I don't know if you know, but um, there's obviously in Lisbon, there's this red, really famous bridge that um, where you can drive with, the, with your car over to the other side. And then on the other side, there is also to the left side of the bridge, this really big Cristo monument. Um, and I've always wanted to visit And I did that <laughs> very spontaneously. And it was just so cool to see Lisbon, the city from the other side of of yeah, of the city basically, because I ate, I think now. I'm not really sure actually, but I think like the other side is still part of Lisbon. But yeah, maybe I should have fact-checked that, but I think so. And um when I came there, it's all like very um, yeah, there are not a lot of people. It feels very eerie and kind of, um, yeah, just a little bit spooky, to be honest, um, because there are all these um, empty houses on the coast or on the water, and some people are living in there, And but the most of them are just um, like really, really destroy, destroyed and not in good shape. And there's a lot of graffiti, which I enjoy because for me, like seeing street art is just amazing to me and I love it. Um, but it was still like a very like eerie, yeah, kind of a weird feeling, to be honest. Um, and um, But it was still super cool to, to see it all. And um, then, yeah, I went to the Cristo and it was super cool to go really, really high up. Like, I don't know if you've seen it, um, but it's, it's kind of like the one in Rio. Um, but I don't know if it's the same height. I, I should have fact-checked that maybe as well, but I don't know. But it's really high. <laughs> and uh, you go up, up, up there and then you have the most beautiful view over Lisbon and just over everything and also it was like such a beautiful day um such a beautiful fall day um 
and you had just the most insane view over Lisbon. It was so, so nice. <laughs> and it was even nicer because I didn't expect to do that that day. I just <laughs> spontaneously did it. And, and it was, yeah, I don't know. It was just a really, really nice Monday. Again, like how nice is it to just spend the Monday as you want <laughs> or how you want. Um, so yeah, I did that. And then I got home with an Uber actually. And this Uber driver was the nicest. <laughs> and uh, we talked a little bit about the culture of Lisbon. And then he told me about this incredible museum that I have to visit. And so I did that this week. And it was actually amazing. Because it's all about the great earthquake that happened in 1755. <laughs> I now know everything about this. <laughs> um, and it's so, so interesting. So um, in 1755, there was this really, really, really... Um, hard earthquake that destroyed almost all of Lisbon just not Alfama like Alfama is like the old part of Lisbon and it's called that old part because it's the part that was not destroyed by the earthquake and the tsunami that happened um, after so it's actually crazy so on one day it was the first of November the earthquake happened so a lot of things were already destroyed and because of the earthquake and then the tsunami came it was like a, yeah a tsunami it's big <laughs> a big wave and um destroyed like the rest all the rest that uh, was still standing and it's actually crazy if you think about it um and yeah this museum was so it made it so so interesting so it was an interactive museum where the story of a scientist was told who needed the visitors to um, help to find more information related to the earthquake um, and it was so well made so you were guided through different interactive rooms um, like a time machine took you to the 1st of November in 1755 when everything happened and you could really feel the earthquake which was super scary and I was like why would I put myself into this position <laughs> um, but it's actually yeah just in the end, very, very interesting like and, and a piece of history. Um, and you learn also so much about the tsunami that hit the city and why the tsunami came and just, you know, about, yeah, how earthquakes work and, yeah, why the tsunami came then after. And, yeah, it was, it was a really, really nice, um, a really, really interesting museum visit. And I can really... Yeah, recommend that. Um, and it also tells you a lot about the reconstruction and how decisions were made and why um, the part of Lisbon that was destroyed looks the way it looks today. And yeah, it's 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 super cool. Um, so I can really recommend. It's called Quake. So Q-U-A-C-K-E. So yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> And on the business side of things, <laughs> I finished um, a business card project this week for my client um, and it turned out incredibly nice, I think, <laughs> in my very humble opinion. <laughs> but um, it was just really crazy to me to see how um, the new branding, like fonts and colors can really shift the whole identity of a business. So I first, before I did the business cards, I did a little mini rebrand that we just chose um, different colors and different fonts and um, 
tweak the icon logo a little bit so it fits a little bit better to my client's purpose basically and what they want to tell and who they want to talk to and um, then based of that I did a new stack of um, business cards and also for the physiotherapy um, business uh, or practice and while doing that it was really cool to see how elements used within the identity can transmit the meaning of the message in a visual way um, so my client's catchphrase for her physical therapy um, business is in German Spannungsfrei Leben and that means um, living without tension. Um, so while I was designing the business cards, I was adding like straight lines just to create some visual interest. And while I was doing that, I was thinking, okay, this looks kind of odd, you know, it says um, living without tension. And then there's this line that looks like a rope that is like on the most tension there is, like it's, it's a straight line. So I felt, felt like it was a little bit counterproductive. So instead... Now, I created like a wavy line that transmits exactly what without tension should mean, uh, which is like release and giving in. And doing that just transmitted just in one single element, right, the whole meaning of her brand and what she wants to transmit. So I just thought it was like a really cool um, thing that I wanted to share. So it's always like in the details and really knowing um, really knowing what your client's purpose is and what your client wants to, like what story they want to tell and bringing all of that into a visual representation of that, basically. <laughs> um, also, I've been streamlining and professionalizing my process. <laughs> um, I have now the Google Workspace set up. Um, I still have to like look a little bit into it and there's still a lot to learn for me. But um, I have the Google Workspace now, which also means that um, I have the Google Calendar schedule set up. So now everybody who does my questionnaire will be led um, automatically to a schedule site where they can schedule a meeting call with me, which is so cool. So I just want to streamline everything so perfectly and get rid of so many unnecessary steps that might hold people back from inquiring. So just making it as easy as possible for anybody who's interested. Because I know for myself, like if I have to do a thousand steps to be able to like reach or like get get um, get a call scheduled, then I will, I will not do it. Like I will be lost along the way. So I'm just working on this process of inquiring with me and making it as easy as possible. And before I was so against just getting like people getting into my DMs and I like, book a call there. But actually now I think, you know, I think the era of like emails is over soon. I don't know. I think um, people want to have like this personal experience, this personal contact with um, with who they work with. So I want to be a little bit, little bit more open to like <laughs> people also sliding into my DMs and wanting to work together. So yeah, just everything that works for my client works for me at this point. <laughs> this may change in the future, but right now I want to be as open as possible and making it just as easy as possible so that um, yeah, people don't get lost along the way. Um, and I'm also in the midst of a rebrand for my brand. 
um, just because a lot, a lot of time has passed and I feel like I have changed quite a lot since then. And um, my target um, target audience feels a little bit different now, so I want to really dive deep into that and like set my strategy, set um, my new branding and um, yeah, make sure that everything communicates very well. And it's a lot of fun, actually. Um, I'm just doing the exact set the exact same steps that I would do with my clients so I do the exact same questionnaire that I will give my client for homework and it's so cool and it also gives me the opportunity to see okay um, what part of my process maybe can can need a little bit more of a refinement and it's just really really fun um, it's my like this whole research phase is my favorite phase um, because there's so just so much to discover and so much just to to connect and it's just um, yeah very exciting and I'm really re- having a lot of fun with it um, so yeah I hope that I can uh, create something that's like cohesive and meaningful and um, yeah let's see how long it will take me because I have to say like branding for myself and doing all of that for myself is a little bit um, a little bit more difficult because I don't have this objective view on it as I do have with um, my clients, right? So it's all very subjective and um, it's sometimes it can be a little bit hard to like get out of that, but it's still like, I love it. It's um, what, I, what I enjoy most. Um, this is why this is my job, right? <laughs> um, so yeah, let's see how that goes. I will keep you posted, that's for sure. So I've had a conversation the other day um, about why it is so hard to pursue your purpose or why it is so hard to pursue your dream, right? So my dream is to have a successful career as a brand designer um, and why can it sometimes feel so hard and why, um, yeah, why there are a lot of people that maybe quit and go for the safer option. Um, even though maybe they wanted to really try and um, achieve the dream, you know? <laughs> and that's when I remembered the analogy I once read. And um, it's about this big mountain, right? So the big mountain is your business or your big project or your big dream that you want to achieve. And this mountain is rooted in fog. So there's this thick fog and you can barely see the first two steps ahead of you because the fog is so, so thick. Um, And so you think, how do I get up there? And what does the top even look like? And the only way to know is by going the first two steps into into the unknown and the next two steps will reveal itself. Um, And you might get to a dead end and need to go back some steps. You might need to go around the mountain even (laughs) until you find the next step up. Um, but only taking the steps, you will find the way up. And um, I guess what I take away from this is as long as I'm brave enough to actually move, to consistently learn, to adapt and to not be afraid to go steps back again, if needed, I will be successful. Maybe in a way I don't even know yet. Um, so for me, that analogy of that mountain was uh, really inspirational so I wanted to share it here with you and um, if you're ever in doubt because you don't 
know what's waiting for you or you maybe can't see the whole path there um, or you don't really know you know what what you will experience um, then maybe just take one step and then again one step and then again one step so a lot of single steps at a time will slowly but surely get you up to the top and I also like the idea of um, not knowing yet what a top will look like, right? So we're standing at the foot, we can only see there is a big mountain we want to climb, but what do we really see at the top? So this can change as well. So we might have something in mind, but um, doesn't need to be that, you know, it can be something completely different that we don't even know. <laughs> so I really, really love that analogy and it's something that's really inspiring me and it keeps me going one step at a time and um, yeah I wanted to share with you <laughs> so um, with that I want to give you the journal prompt of the day which is how does your top of the mountain look like what do you expect to encounter there so yeah I don't want um, to add much to it and just say goodbye and see you very soon next Sunday. I can't wait. <laughs> bye bye.